Well, um, Alex is a kid that's not going to talk trash. So obviously Jordan Bones said something to him disrespectfully. And um, he protected himself by, you know, saying something back. And Jeremiah jumped in and said something to Jordan Bone and the referee tech Jeremiah. But I said the Tennessee entire team ran over to fight. You know, their entire team emptied the bench to run over. They weren't coming over because it was a timeout. You can visibly see guys with their fist ball talking trash to our guys or whatever. And it was almost like a standoff. And I was asking the referee, why were they able to come across the line into our area and not get a technical? We got one from Jeremiah. Okay, that's fine. But why don't they get a technical for leaving their bench to come over? He said it was a timeout. Oh, wow. Those are some uh, some dangerous words there from Mr. Our Coach Penny Hardaway of the of the Memphis Tigers. Good evening, everybody. This is your favorite lovable chat host uh, from the podcast, Georgia Tech Vol. I'm so happy to be here tonight. Uh, we, we've done a couple live broadcasts on YouTube, so we're changing up a little bit. We're going back to the recorded podcast, but we will be posting this tonight on 12-16-2018. We're getting close to Christmas, so we're really excited uh, for the, the holiday season. And uh, we're excited here because Tennessee basketball is still on a roll, as you just heard uh, the bitter Penny Hardaway. I, it was tough getting through that uh, entire interview and watching the, the look on his face as he had to describe getting beat like they stole something against your Tennessee volunteers who are number three in the country. So we've got a great group here of, of casters tonight. We also do have a special guest. So what we try to do here on, on PodQuest is get as many people from the board on. Uh, we have our regular uh, podcasters that are on here with us, but we, we want to bring some some other folks as well from the board because a lot of you guys have great ideas and you know want to be heard. So that's what this is all about. So tonight with me, I've got uh, Bleed Orange 23. You want to say hello real fast? Hello real fast. Awesome. He's got that wit and that humor. Anything else? <laughs> Um, anything else? No. Welcome, Vol Nation. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening in, and we hope that you enjoy the evening. Awesome. Thanks for being with us. Um, my man, Powell Vols, got the best the best GIFs on the website. Thank you for joining. How are we looking on the weather coming up for Christmas? Uh, well, um, I actually thought about mentioning something about that uh, tonight. Um, it's going to be, um, looks like it's going to be more Christmassy weather than what we've had, you know, the last week or so. So it looks like it's going to cool off, maybe even, um, in the Knoxville area, maybe in a little chance of snow. So we'll see how that works out. I like it. I like it. I, I love snow on Christmas. And, uh, last year in Atlanta, we had some snow around this time. So it'd be nice. If we got, got a little bit more here. So, uh, sending some shout outs to you, mother nature, give a, give us a little bit of, a little bit of snow for Christmas. Give us white Christmas. And I hope I don't butcher the name, but I'm going to say his regular name, for, or not his real name, but his VolQuest board name, Y-N-W-A-V-F-L. So those are all a bunch of just letters, right, that VFL means something, but Y-N-W-A, I'll let him speak to what that name means. But thank you, our special guest, for joining us tonight. How are you, man? Wonderful. Thank you for having me, guys. So what, for, what is YNWA, me. by the way? Can you tell the board? Yeah, it stands for You'll Never Walk Alone. Um, it is the song and the mantra for my favorite um, soccer club, football, cl- European football club, Liverpool. Okay. And um, 
it it's kind of their whole rallying cry is you'll never walk alone. We'll always be together. We'll always have your back. We'll always be linked arm in arm, and we're always gonna gonna rise above because we're together. Man, at now, if we could only take about half of that for the Tennessee football program, I think we'd be okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what a mantra! And I, I I felt like I could run through a wall after that. Now, are you a bigger Tennessee fan or a Liverpool? Because that seemed pretty convincing. I'm a bigger. Ten- I'm a bigger Tennessee fan. See, I, I, we're excited to have you. Then this is yeah. this is what it's all about. So, and you've been on the board though for a while now. I know your your <laughs> handle says 2018, but can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I've had a a few handles over the years. I don't want to go back and start you know calling out <laughs> the, the, the name, the ghost of, of uh, Christmas past. Yep. But um, I've I've been around since roughly the the Daryl Jones recruiting class on the board. It's it's you. You, usually why I've moved on to a different name has beca- been because my debit card, credit card, whatever I'm using for paying through BallQuest always expires. I never know my passwords because I forget passwords constantly. And I always, when I get a new debit card, I just create a new account. Well, they do what? have software for that. They do, but I just don't even <laughs> freaking worry about it. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. I, I yeah. probably will keep, I'll probably will keep this one a little longer than, than the, the, the rest. Now the other well, how do you too, become uh, a uh, how do you come to be a soccer fan? Um, I'm a nerd, I guess maybe. Okay. No, no it's there, <laughs> well, there's there, a lot there, of people that call a kickball on the board. So right, yeah. The, <laughs> there was a time in my life that I that I called it kickball too, and that I made fun of it. But I I, I figured out that there's there's only one sporting event that comes close to the passion that college football gives you the NFL game doesn't being at the NFL game doesn't touch it. Um, maybe, maybe some college basketball and I, and I love the college basketball game. I really do, but nothing gives you the pageantry and the feel of college of being in an sec stadium on a Saturday. The only thing that's close is being in one of the major stadiums in England, Spain, one of those type places that those people, live it and breathe it and have the same passion for their sport the way we do in the South for college football. Well, what about the Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta United? We got a that, that, good, that, that crowd, that crowd is freaking insane, but it's, yes. it's, it's, it's still not quite the level they are over there because I mean, over there, the, the, okay. Say you and I bought tickets to go to an Atlanta United game, right? right. And we were going to, we could just buy tickets and go sit in whatever section we wanted to, blah, blah, blah. Over there, if you're a fan of Manchester United, you have to buy through Manchester United. You're sitting in the Manchester United section, and then the rest of the crowd might be the Liverpool sections, and there's guards around the Manchester United section, and you can't yep. get from – the people cannot go across those lines. The fans of one team can't go across and be around the other fans. It's that guarded because they're – I mean, it's – it's a whole different level of hatred over there. Wow. Well, yeah. I, went, I went to a soccer match in Costa Rica, and we were actually on a mission trip, and we had 300 kids and leaders. And uh, we, we had to have a police escort out of there. It was, it was pretty crazy. You know, there were yeah. mounted policemen, you know, patrolling the streets. Fans were throwing bottles back and forth at each other. And that was before the, the match even started. Right. Wow, it's it, it's I, I've I've seen tons of video of the other teams' buses come in to stadiums, and I mean, 
I've been outside of Neyland before when Florida's team bus is busing in from the hotel, and I've been, you know, screaming profanities. Good. You know, with, 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 a, with a little with a little liquid <laughs> courage. Good. Helping me, you know, you know <laughs> may, maybe giving some salutes. Winning. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but over there, I mean, there's like windows getting busted busted out of the team buses of the other teams right. it's 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 a whole nother level of craziness over there but yeah so th- that's that's that to me is why i like soccer is because the passion for it is the only thing that's close to the passion of, that we have over here it, it's for, for, for truly it, life and death it is it is and and the pageantry is right there with college football i like it i like it yeah. well that anyway. was that was soccer quest for you yeah, uh soccer you fans right there, football. There, there, there are some there are some fellow liverpool people on 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 the quest actually you want to shout out any of your liverpool buddies no i'm not throwing anybody under the bus they, oh. they can they can raise their hands okay if, if they want to, but i'm not i'm not gonna do that that's what we do here at PodQuest. we throw people under the bus right like right. I, yeah. I throw a bleed orange under the bus every time Every time, every chance you get, son. Yes. Well, yes. You, you, you've you've known him for your entire life. You're allowed to. I got a lot. I got a lot of material. I got a lot of material. <laughs> and um, he's used it. He has used it over the years. Oh yes. Oh yes. Well. So um, again, thank you so much for joining, man. And and we're excited Pleasure's to have you here. Mine. Pleasure is all mine. Yeah, man. It's it's going to be a fun night. So. Um, obviously these would not be as fun like they were during the middle of the season when we talked the football season, when we talked a bunch of losses, it's still, they were still pretty fun. We had a good time. It was exciting and entertaining. Um, but it's always really nice to talk about a victory. And when you think about victory right now, my, oh my coach, Rick Barnes, AKA retirement, Rick Barnes has been on fire with this team. (laughs) He's got a senior laden team that they play, so solid. They come at you every single time down the court. They're physical. They're aggressive. They rebound. They shoot. Uh, they've got high, you know, basketball IQ, and they got a great coach. What a great win against Memphis State. Uh, we like to call them. Uh, but what a great win! Uh, you know, the fourth largest crowd in Memphis history, uh, Memphis basketball history. A raucous crowd. Um, and they were there. That was an angry crowd. You could tell they were angry the entire game. Um, a very sloppy basketball game, but Tennessee scores over a hundred points and shoots. I, I would say shot pretty lights out from the free throw line as well. Which kudos and credit to to, to Rick Barnes and staff um, for instilling that the need to be able to shoot free throws. But um, what a great game by the guys. Anybody that stood out. Uh, for you all, I won't play the Penny Hardaway thing unless you guys want me to again. But obviously, a lot of sour grapes from Penny Hardaway. Let's focus in on how the Vols, you know, took away a, a bit. Oh, and actually, really quickly, now the Vols can be ranked because there's that one writer out of Michigan. He's an AP writer that doesn't uh, put Tennessee in the top 25 because they haven't played a true road game, which is a load of crap. So I guess now the Vols can be in the top 25 because they want a true. Or does it have to be out of the state? That's the other question. Do you have to win out of your state? I don't know. Um, but uh, what do you got? What do you guys think about the game? I thought it was. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you can't help but watch that and and feel like, hey, uh, Tennessee's got a pretty good basketball team here. Uh, it's not like we haven't seen it um, in a, in previous games against top ranked uh, competition. Uh, I, how did how did Gonzaga turn out? Um, against Carolina, did they get whipped or what? Yeah, uh, it, yeah. it got away from them in the last few minutes. 
Okay. Yeah, they kept yeah. making runs and they lost. They, they had a chance to cut it to five. Uh, the kid, number 24 for them, the fairly good shooter, um, he had a wide open look to cut it to five. He misses. Carolina goes to the other end, and the, the transfer for Carolina that transferred from Pitt, he hits a three. The lead goes from eight to 11 when it could have went eight to five ten seconds earlier. Yeah. Once it goes to 11, they never recover, and, and it, it ends yeah. up, you know, 15 or so. Um, yeah. My, my my take on yesterday, and, and I, I don't want to interrupt anybody, but what the way I felt about yesterday is that that's probably with this this current group of players, I don't want to say this current team, but this current group of players, whether it's Grant and Admiral and Bone, et cetera, with those guys that have been the nucleus for the last two or three years, that's probably the most raucous opposing crowd we've played against. The game at mm-hmm. Carolina when Fulkerson and Grant we're freshmen, and we lost by two, I believe. We had a four-point lead late in the game and lost at Carolina. Carolina's such a wine and cheese crowd. So that game, that crowd really wasn't the same. Yesterday, Memphis State, Tiger High, whatever, they despise mm-hmm. us so much. And that crowd really showed that, that they they were into that game. When, when they cut it to ten numerous times, or to nine or to eight when they when they started getting somewhat close in situations, their crowd acted like they were up twenty. They were so excited. And our kids every time stuck their chest out and took everything their crowd and their players could dish out and we pushed it right back in their damn face. No, I love it. And you can you really know real quick, bleed orange, I'll pass it to you, but one point I want to make was you can really tell the hatred of a crowd when you've got the person right behind the announcers. And you can hear them the entire game. Schofield, I see you, Schofield. I hate you. (laughs) Schofield, you're not even that good. You know, so, um, you know, there's some hatred there when you can hear someone behind the. When's the word going to get out to opposing fans and to opposing players? Don't poke the bear that is Admiral Schofield. Yeah. We ought to pay people to go to away games dressed as in opposition wear and start giving Schofield crap during the games. <laughs> Just yeah. to get, make, sure he, make sure he plays at a high level. Yeah. Well, you do know, to your point, uh, Bleed Orange, the one game that he's jawing back and forth of people and he doesn't score well, um, there's going to be people all over oh. the board. Sco- he's a loose cannon, this and that. But, again, I, I give the guy credit, 29 points, 8 of 12 field goals, 9 of 9 free throw. Um, Powell, does anything stand out to you? I saw 77 field goals. I'm looking at the stats right now. 77 shots by Memphis, 52 by, by Tennessee. Um, anything else really kind of stand out to you, uh, stand out at you from the game? Yeah, actually, I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's really important. Or I think the mark of a good team is being able to win a game when – it, the the game is sort of not what you normally play, which we play a game that's usually in the you know the low to mid seventies. Right. Maybe get to maybe get to eighty whenever you're you're really hot or whatever shooting them all. But just to go on the road and win a game that's kind of um, that the high scoring game like that, where um, you know the other te- where Memphis cuts it down. I think at one time, I remember it was like sixty eight, sixty three, or sixty eight, sixty two, something like that, and. And you kind of get that little bit of a worriedness coming in because you're like, if we don't score here or if we don't get some stops, then it's going to be a ball game. Right. And I remember, I remember Admiral just drained a three, and then we come, we get a stop, and then come right back, 
and we get a, I think Grant gets a and one right there. And then, you know, you felt so much better about it, but, but just being able to, you know, fight, fight the other team off playing yeah. a game that, you know, is not the normal game that you like to play, which is just the, you know, the, a little bit more of the um, inside kind of toughness type game right. where that was a little bit more finesse up and down the court type game. Pal, that's a great point. I totally agree. We're a grinded out team and we've been a grinded out team. I think we I think we give up fifty eight a game on that's average. Right. And we gave up fifty seven in the second half to that team yesterday. And we still won. Well it was it was a fifteen point game in the last minute. I know we won by ten, but it was comfortable. And we give up we give up one point shy of what we give up a game in the second half yesterday. And we still won comfortably because we took their game and turned it right back around on them. Yep. Right. You're totally, totally right. I love the point. I never walk alone. I, I, I think one of the things that I've seen out of this team, you know, like in that game yesterday, is you saw different people stepping up at different times. Um, I don't know that Kyle Alexander is the guy that we're looking for to drain a bunch of threes for us. But uh, well, no, I'm his biggest fan. I, oh, I know. But he, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if you can ask you guys know, but I've been in the longest fight with the poster that I don't ever use his name since last <laughs> summer, saying that Grant needed to add it to his repertoire to be able to knock down the perimeter three, and that Kyle needs to be able to make it. I don't necessarily want him taking one every game, but he needs to be able to take it just so the post defenders on the other team have to come to the perimeter and guard both of those guys when we're in a half court set. Because last year people complained that bone couldn't drive to the basket or we had nobody to drive to the basket. And the reason we weren't driving the ball, to the basket was Grant's defender and Alexander's defenders were always camping in the paint. And when you drove in there, they were still, you were driving against extra guys already there waiting on you. When those guys are making threes or at least the threat to make a three, it gives up more space in the paint for the driving the basketball, or it gives it gives Grant one on one defense in the paint if Kyle's defender can't leave him. That that to me is a huge thing that we need to do. I don't like like you said, we don't need him jacking up four threes in a ball game, but we need him right. when he's out there for at least his defender to come near him. That's that's well, I've been preaching. One of the things I like about Barnes, and one of the things you hear over and over again, it, it's not really harped on that much. It seems like, and I kind of mentioned this. Um, before, uh, you know, never walk alone. It, you know, I, I mentioned, I think, last week about how this team has so many parts and pieces to it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, some teams, just whether it's in football or basketball or whatever, it may, or soccer, um, <laughs> some teams just happen to match up better against other teams for some reason, and it makes it tough. But Tennessee has so many parts and pieces it's hard to match up against us. It is, and we've got so many people that we can put in there, and these guys know their roles. And I can, yeah. I will say this, you know, Kyle Alexander, Rick Barnes doesn't want Kyle Alexander out there trying to drain threes. But if Kyle Alexander is shooting a three, he knows that he's got a green light from Barnes to do it. Yep. Uh, he did it more than once in that game, and I can promise you, if Barnes didn't want him to take that three, that he would not have taken a second one. <laughs> yeah, I, I verbatim heard Barnes after I believe the Georgia Tech game say that Grant can. Grant had made a couple threes that night, and he and in the post game Barnes said Grant has been taking them and making them, and we want him to. 
when they're there. And he said, and he said, Kyle's worked on it really hard too. And Kyle can make those shots. We're encouraging him to take those shots when he's wide open, but he's still reluctant too. But we're going to keep pushing him to do it. That tells me the same thing you're saying that that Barnes isn't telling him no, but he's not screaming shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. But he's also not saying you're not allowed to. I think Barnes's whole thing is if you if you play defense and you rebound, you're allowed to shoot. That's right. a great point, and it's something just just the this the case that you're making with um, with Grant, um, you know, a couple of those guys making uh, making threes. It's then on film and team has to do and prepare for that yep. so they can't go into the game thinking they can camp and and yep. and, and that's a, and a perfect example of that is with Fulkers love him to death but when he get when they do that little wave and they swing the ball and he gets it you know at the top of the key his guy yep, yep. is that is that the the charge block line Yes, and there's nowhere for anybody to drive, and you right. and your and your and your guys that are making the in your so you can swing the ball to the opposite wing. It's so crowded that it's it's even hard to get through there because of that. Yeah, totally, one hundred percent. So, do you guys uh, go ahead, bleed orange? You had something? Yeah. Well, Georgia Tech. I just also think um, same thing happened when they knock off. Gonzaga, you look at that game against Memphis, it was a raucous environment. It was an exciting environment. I, there were very few Tennessee fans there, and God bless the ones who were. Um, but this would, and, and we won, and we were in control of the game from beginning to end. And yeah, they made their runs, and things got a little bit more exciting. But this team did not play their best game of basketball. And that's what's really something to look forward to is that this team even though our, there are a lot of people that are back, there are some new parts and pieces that are rotating in and out and, you know, they're going to get in foul trouble and different people are going to have to step up for this year to go as well as we all think it will. I, and I uh, sorry. No, and I, I just, I just think that's kind of where we are is that, that we have not played our best basketball game. And I think there's a lot better basketball ahead of this team. I think I think you're totally 100% right because I, I believe we probably missed about I'm I'm probably lowballing but I bet we missed 50 box outs yesterday where we, oh, God. Where, yeah. where, where where we were in the, when we played when we played zone yesterday we could not identify the man that whoever was supposed to box out who we got lost in that zone whether it was Grant Admiral or Kyle, the, the three guys on the low part of that two three, nobody was identifying their man, and it was it seemed like it was and I and Barnes was pretty heated about it. I'm quite sure because there's one thing he can't stand it. It's guys, guys missing defensive assignments and rebounding assignments. Yep. I right, I have a quick question for the group here. Hey, playing, yeah, go ahead, Powell. Well, I was just going to say, you know, playing a zone, it's hard. Um, it makes it some. Yeah, it's very hard to rebound because it's hard. It's hard to find your guy, the guy that's yeah. in your reserve to box him out. You're not like you normally you are playing like you know man defense. Yep. And so it makes it, and and and, and, and that leads into over the back, uh, uh, silly fouls, stuff like that. Um, you know, pushing off, uh, just yep. trying to find your guy to get rebounds, and you know, and I think in the the all the fouls they called, and I'm. No, I have the thirty-eight free throws or something like that. I think that them them calling that many fouls just hurt us. Um, 
in my opinion. Um, it 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 just it the whole game. There was no there was no flow to the game None whatsoever. whatsoever. Uh, yeah, and we couldn't. Do, we go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, pal. Well, I was just going to say hey, we couldn't play our game, which is we want to lean on as possible. Uh, we want to you know beat you inside um, and stuff. And I mean, you come down and I mean, every thirty seconds or whatever, a minute, there's a foul being called and play gets stopped. You can't wear people out, get them tired, get them frustrated uh, with the way we play. You know, our game inside, and you know, and and I think the score would have been a lot worse if we if they hadn't been half as many fouls. Uh, and, and you there? Yeah, no, Georgia we, Tech. we lost Powell. We lost Powell. So yeah. uh, Georgia Tech. I. What do you think? I mean, I'm. I felt like the officials took both teams out of the game, and Tennessee did. did look like they were not well practiced in a zone. This is a team that's built to be tough man to man, and they looked lost in the zone. What do you, What do you think, Georgia Tech? Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, even I think the point earlier about the rebounding, um, you know, you look at Grant Williams and he has four rebounds. Um, it's That's pretty abysmal for playing 34 minutes. And is that a, a matter of him trying to score more? Or is it a matter of positioning? Is it a matter of, you know, want? But, you know, you got Schofield, it's got 11 rebounds. And that's not the whole story, just reading the box score. But, you know, that's one of the things that they spoke to about, you know, that Rick Barnes wanted was, you know, a lot more rebounding out of Williams. Now, to your point about the – that was one of the points I wanted to make that I've been had bottled up for a minute here. But the other point around the referees, yeah, I think it I think it hurt the flow of the game. But I don't think it hurts that much when you have almost 200 points scored total in the game. Um, you know, there was a lot of up and down. There were a lot of points, you know, scored for both sides. And there were so many freaking fouls, so that sucked as far as the flow of the game. But, you know, these guys were still getting buckets uh, left and right with it. You know, I think when you look at the second half, you know, in particular, you know, Memphis had a guy, had uh, that Davenport guy that was pretty unconscious from three and made almost, I think it was 18 points in a row. And you take that out of the equation, even take that down not to nine points maybe, and you're looking at a, a 20-point victory for Tennessee. So I think that more than anything, um, I think that more than anything is really what, you know, made, made the game – it made the game feel a lot closer than it really was. The fouls kind of did too. Um, it was like Tennessee would score three buckets, there would be a foul, or somebody would go down, there would be a foul, the next person would go down and get a foul, but – um, I think that one guy making all those dang threes um, <laughs> made the game a lot, a lot closer uh, than, it, than it really was. So, did um, did anybody else ever feel uncomfortable? Like the game was ever really scary in the second half? Because I, I personally didn't. I, I never felt like we were threatened. Even when I think they cut it to six before Admiral. Uh, went baseline and, and scored and got an and one and put us back up nine. But even at that point, I never felt threatened. Am I the only one that felt that way? Did anybody else feel feel like we, we were in danger at any point? No, I mean, I'll, I'll just say real quickly, it was one of those games where you felt you wanted it to be kind of close at least so that it was interesting to watch. But yeah. you had the confidence the entire game. It was just yeah. it was a fun game to watch. And it's an away game, raucous environment, and you just felt like the team had it under control the whole time. So we've, we've just had so many people step up and, you know, you just, <laughs> uh, you, you just have to look at 
admiral and is just like, man, this guy is going to take, he's going to take over. But it's not like he's not, it's not like he is the only one who can shoot and do something with the ball. We've got a number of people, but he certainly is the uh, bell cow of the group. And, you know, we needed him again because uh, unfortunately Williams was spending a lot of time with foul trouble and not being able to play quite as aggressively as he normally could. Yeah. Right. Right. Am I, am I, am I the only one that feels like the, the lob to Bowden on the oop against the zone where, where Alexander and, <laughs> um, and Grant back screen the back of the zone. Am I the only one that feels the, that we could basically, the way teams have to defend us because Grant draws so much attention that we that with pawns or Bowden, we could basically anytime a team goes on, we could back screen it and throw that lob and get a bucket anytime we wanted, and we don't do it as much as we should. I mean, I don't think we do as much as we should with the athleticism that we have. And heck, I throw a I throw a lob over to uh, Fulkerson. Yeah, but <laughs> were, were they? But, but what, I don't remember what defense were they in at that time. Were they in a zone or were they in the, man? They were in the two three. They were in the two three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, time, that any, may dictate some of that as yeah, far as yeah. The pawn, the pawns alley oop. Pawns got an alley oop. Uh, the last home game, whichever yeah. one yeah. that was, and it was the same thing. As so, soon as the other team went zone, we were coming out of a timeout. We called a minute, and we immediately ran a back screen for pawns to throw for them to throw the lob. Bowden threw pawns the lob actually. Um, right. So if, it just feels like any time the teams go zones because they focus so much wherever Grant's at, even when they're in a zone, that they just leave the baseline open. And if we just – one guy back screens the, the weak side defender, it's there. So one one thing I want to ask really quickly to the group, and this might be something that's on y'all's mind or not, but uh, one, two things. One, I feel like Pons, again – he starts. He seems to be starting off on fire, and then he just fizzles out, and you don't really hear much from him. You know, throughout the after the first ten minutes of the game, you don't hear much from him. Maybe it's fouls. I don't. I don't know. But it could maybe, be Bowden playing or Bowden playing very well. Right. Other thing. Yeah. So I want. I want to hear that really quickly, kind of as we wrap up the basketball discussion here, uh, or at least the Memphis game. Um, I, I want to hear about that, the puns, and then also a lot of people talking still about Fulkerson. And that he's a trash player, garbage player, shouldn't be out there. I actually like his game. What do you guys think? So Pons and and, and Fulkerson, give me your thoughts on that real quick, everybody. Start with you, Powell. I think with with Pons, he, um, you know, the last game, well, the Memphis game, he he got in foul trouble, and you know that kind of took him out. But but um, with Bowden, you know, he's after losing his starting spot. He's all of a sudden put, you know, a few good games together, really good. He he all of a sudden looks more aggressive. So whatever button that you know Barnes pushed right there uh, is has worked because you're getting much, you're getting more out of him now. But as but with Ferguson, um, he he is not trash. He has his role and he plays it very well. Um, you know, like I touched on before, I I do wish that he could make that. Um, make that three at the top of the key, or at least shoot, at least give it a chance. Um, but right. you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's not confident in it. That's why he never takes it, even though guys are ten foot off of him. But um, but <laughs> but I love I love I love how hard he plays. He, um, you know, in playing playing hard like that is catchy with your other with your teammates. You know, they uh, it, they can feed off of it, and I'm sure they do. 
and he's a little right. bit out of control sometimes and stuff maybe um or he's just going a little faster than what his feet can you know sometimes but you know he's you know, I, I like him out there, and I want to see him out there more, or as much as he plays. You know, because he, right. he, what he brings is just a little bit of a different element than you know what we normally have with our you know eight or nine guys that play all the time. Right, right. What do you think, well, uh, Bleed Orange? Well, I just think that Hans um, is still um, maturing as a basketball player. He came very unskilled, and I think he's still working through all of that and identifying his role on the team. Um, his his three-point shot looks pretty pure, though. I'm, I mean, it does. He's swishing them. Yeah. They look it pretty does. dang I, good. I'm starting to have a lot of confidence in it. And, you know, I think, Powell, I agree with you completely that there were times when the ball, Fulkerson was standing there at, inside the top of the key and absolutely refused to take the shot. And that's the kind of stuff that people will scout when he gets in the game. They're, I mean, they're, they're already backing off of him and, and, uh, and blocking the paint up down there, making it tough to get a ball inside. It's almost like if he got the ball up there, we we're going to have to reset the offense by tossing it to a wingman or something or, or a point guard running around behind the top of the key for him to hand it off and start the offense over because it got done when he had the ball in his hands there. And I think he can take that shot. But uh, I think going forward, that certainly, if he can start shooting that and making it, that is going to make Tennessee a much stronger team. Agreed. Agreed, totally. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we'll. Uh, Did you go uh, ahead, man? Oh, I, I was. It's, I totally agree with Fulkerson. Everything they said, I don't really have a lot more input. I think, except, except just to reiterate, he if he's that wide open and he's at the three point line he can take two steps in and it becomes a 17 foot, a little bit longer than a free throw wide open jump shot. And, and he's got to be able to take that and make it at a 50% clip or else I love his energy in all the other ways, but he has to be able to do that for us to be successful offensively when he's on the court. That's that's my whole thing for him. As far as pawns, I think he just needs more and more minutes of playing basketball. And I and I know that there's going to be lots of times where Bowden's the hot guy and Pons doesn't play, and that's fine. But to me, it, he, he seems like a guy kind of like Alexander was two years ago. He hasn't played a whole lot of basketball in his life. And he just needs more and more reps. He's like a he's – like He's like a hitter in baseball who hasn't had enough swings against live action. He just needs more live action to get comfortable. It would be great if he could develop going to his right, dribbling with his right hand. It seems like he's so lenient on his left hand, and I get that. I'm like you guys. His shots, his shots, fine. He needs when he's wide open. He needs to take him, take him every chance he gets, and I think he'll get more, more and more looks, and he'll get more and more confident in it. I would like for I, we already talked about it. When it, when he's in the ball game and, and maybe he hadn't touched it or got a bucket in the last seven eight minutes of live play, maybe we maybe we ran run a play to get him a lob, or we run a play a give and go like the bucket where we where he fed it to Alexander and then he broke and Alexander get, handed it back to him and he laid it up cutting through the middle of the lane. That was a beautiful give and go. It was. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe yeah. we run a set to get him back in the action, but that's that's my only thoughts on him. I just I, to him it really just boils down to he needs more looks at life pitching yeah and, and you know last yep. last comment i'll make i think we've all made some good points here you just you get this feeling when he 
these are kind of superhuman plays that he makes. I don't want to, you know, prop the guy up too much here, but it's like, goodness gracious. I think there's a thread on athleticism in the NCAA, him versus Zion Williams and those kind of guys. And I don't want to necessarily go that far, but he's, he's a great athlete and you see him starting to develop a three point shot. He's got a decent passing, you know, rhythm in the game and, you know, his mid range, probably not, he's not very skilled with handling the ball either, but goodness gracious, there's gotta be a way they can get him the ball more than they do. Um, so I go on young fellow, keep, keep, uh, doing your thing, man. Keep working hard. You'll have a, a great career at Tennessee. Um, next week, I, we do want to. I wanted to look at the rest of the schedule and do some predictions. We're kind of running low on time to do that, so let's kind of go on a little bit further next week, guys. We're going to look at the rest of the schedule. We're going to break it up in kind of games of ten, and we'll go on ten game runs, and we'll everyone will give their predictions. But um, Tennessee volunteered basketball, number three in the country, should be number one because we got screwed against Kansas, and I still believe that that goaltending call that they called on on Ponds was pretty ridiculous. Um, but uh, We'll, we'll look at that next week. So, Bleed Orange, I know you have something special that you want to talk about. We are in the holiday season. Uh, oh, one, one second. Before we get to that, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, – we've got – there's actually um, 17 people on on VolQuest on the board that are Lady Vol fans um, that follow Yay. the Die Hard and create threads every single week on the Lady Vols and Holly Warlick. Um, I personally love Holly. She's got a great haircut and a great, she wears those magic <laughs> eye shirts. Um, I'm personally a very big fan of Holly. I love what she does. Um, and the Tennessee volunteers beat the, uh, UT junior university of, of Texas, Austin beat uh, Texas Longhorns at, I think it was, it was in Austin and it might've been an upset uh, or maybe just a great road game, but I do in your honor, Holly, I do want to make, uh, play a little sound clip for you. So, they come wanting to learn and get better and just play the game. And that is true, Holly. <laughs> they want to come and they want to get better and they just want to play the game. So, so they come wanting to learn and get better and just play the game. So that's Holly. Um, we'll always have this to, to give you honor whenever the Lady Vols win. So we want to make sure to shout out to the Lady Vol team. Uh, Bleed Orange, I'm going to pass it to you. you. You have something special for the holidays you wanted to discuss a little bit. Well, I think that you kicked it off uh, today when you had your uh, thread about the guy across the street from you <laughs> and uh, <laughs> talking about putting up some lights and he commented and guys, I know this, I've obviously been there. This guy, uh, even before Georgia Tech moved in that neighborhood, I had some friends who lived there. My mom and dad lived there at one time and uh, he is a, this guy is a big decorator across the street from Georgia Tech ball. I mean, he's got you know, these globes out there with snow, like a snowman in the middle of this big blow up goal globe with snow flying all around inside of it. He Clark, does is your house stuff. on fire? Yeah, Clark. Is your house <laughs> on fire? Yeah. Is he still in the Navy? All right, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, this, this guy does everything. So, you know, there were some people who commented on this thread today. And I, I wanted to uh, give some of these folks a shout out. Uh, one of them was Simpson Ball. And his, his uh, consultation to you, son, was to put up a lot more lights, but don't turn them on. So that when he puts up more, then you just plug in more you're already for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Was, was clever. Um, then Oklahoma Ball uh, 
came with some serious game, and he had a picture of wire cutters. Uh, he was he was uh, <laughs> suggesting a more serious course of action out there. You uh, and UT and Bama uh, said basically, if it's Dad who lives across the street, don't poke the bear. So I yeah. gotta tell you, I don't live across the street, so I'm grateful for that. Uh, Crossball had the gif of the uh, electric meter from Christmas Vacation, which was classic. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's me right so, now. Yeah. Now Powell, you uh, had the Clark. Look at the lights, kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on there, which was another classic one. Uh, Let's see. ZMS came in. Um, he got. He backed himself from the corner. He said he's gone. He went all out to win the neighborhood lights contest. The problem with that is he did win, but now he has to put out all those dang lights every year. So yeah, it's that's kind of the worst. <laughs> so good news and bad news. Hope Ball um, came in and said that he happens. Uh, to live across the street from this guy who keeps trying to one-up him on his lights. <laughs> and he says that he was in the lighting business and gets lights for free. So you may be dealing with that guy. That's pretty good. I love I love that kind of stuff when they do those. Yeah. I love it. Howard T came in uh, and he said to sweep the leg. He was coming in pretty strong and aggressively. And- that's, that's the <laughs> only way to do it is sweep the leg. And shout out, by the way, hold on. We do want to say... You know, we've got some regular uh, podcasters on here. We want to do give some love. Uh, PTC Vol, I know you're doing some family stuff right now. So love you, man. We're thinking of you. Pray yeah, for man. you and your family. Uh, also, uh, Power T, um, congratulations, we'll just say. We'll let you do your announcements, but we just want to say congratulations and we love you, man. So we're very happy for you and your family. So Yeah. yeah. We'll Definitely thinking about you. Yeah. So, but go ahead, Bleed Orange. Do you have any others you wanted to shout out? Yeah, yeah. I I, um, case on my lights. Yeah. uh, Well, Power T was talking about sweeping the leg, and UTJ uh, chimed in saying uh, that you should uh, take him out. It's your time to shine, not the old man. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Hoops guy. Hoops guy is telling you on a high end note: money is no objective. Break the man. (laughs) <laughs> well i i actually remember spending so um a couple years back when i lived in north carolina i believe i bought a bunch of lights for your house dad and we were trying to win the neighborhood contest in your neighborhood and i spent a crap ton of money and i don't know where all those lights went i spent maybe five or six hundred dollars on lights oh god wow Yes, seriously. I spent a bunch of money on lights. I still don't know where they are. Hey, you're, um, you're too young for your memory to be that impaired. So. Right. And then also, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to I'm try, trying, to hold off on buying a bunch of, this year because last year I bought a, a bunch more. But, um, you know, maybe I do need to go and, and really break this guy's will. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we'll continue on. But well, can, we get a, okay. can we get a ball quest live nativity scene in your front yard possible? I I've got an Arlo <laughs> camera, so if people want if 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 Volquest is calling for a, either a periscope of, of the live, you know, house feed, we can do that. If not, then you know, I'll just keep to myself. But that's more mainboard material because the 
the main board likes to take any picture or video of me and, and put, put me on there. They like to mock me. <laughs> and it's funny because I like to wear things that are really silly looking. Um, and they think I'm being serious about myself, but that's a whole nother, whole nother story. Um, but yeah, so anything else bleed orange with that? Any yeah. other shout outs that, you know, no right. shout out to me though. I made the dang thread. Well, I, I said you made it to start with, but you know, it's the, it's all the VolQuest posters that really make the thread. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but any, you know, Hoops case, the guy's saying money's no object. I really appreciated 22, 28 jumping in. And he said, if you ain't first, you're last. And as you know, son, that's really very close to what I've always told you. I love you when or tie. That is um, true. And with, and with then, that. Then there's Bill Wilker Ball um, said you can't let the old man outshine you. Uh, third party says that their neighborhood is lights competitive, but he always wins. Um, uh, Jason Valls 22, one of the mods, uh, mentioned the Deck the Halls movie and yep. uh, the spirit of that movie. Uh, I've got two more to mention. Vol fan in L.A., shout out to him. Uh, he uh, PM'd me today, and he, uh, he does live in Louisiana, um, in an obscure town in Louisiana. I told him the very next time that we get an, a, a commit from something, I forget. Sorry, buddy, I, I forget the name in Louisiana. But he's gotten his, I, we'll send him there to get the video for us if they ever have a commit that comes out of that town. It ain't going to happen. His, his wife, his <laughs> wife has started listening to the uh, uh, PodQuest cast here. So we welcome them in. And uh, he said. Just call it the PodQuest. There's no, the you don't have to put cast after, just say the PodQuest. It's a play on words. I love plays on the play on words. So the PodQuest. Well, I have two others to, to mention with Vaughn. He said that he would pay money for a picture of at Georgia Tech Vaughn embraces sitting on Santa's lap. So that may be something. And he also uh, pointed out have you how you've had a bit of a re reputation for mistreating the elderly. That is true. I, that is very true. I, I definitely go after elderly people at airports. <laughs> In neighborhoods, <laughs> on the road, especially, I will flash my brights and honk at them. Yes. Uh, Uber, elderly Uber oh, drivers. Uber drivers, yes. Oh, my gosh. This guy, I, I paid $80, and I gave him a $20 tip. And then, by the way, it, you know, sorry this is a little off topic, but that's how the board goes. This, that's how this podcast goes sometimes. Somebody called me out and thought that I was lying, and they wanted me to show – I told them I gave a $20 tip. They wanted me to, to show that. So I took a screenshot and everything like that and uploaded it. So thank you very much. But yes, I'm nice to the elderly, but they've been around enough where they need to know. So I, I'm not going to cut any corners with, with old people, you know, like you've been well, around I, long enough. I appreciate that since I'm turning 64 here on the 25th, that, uh, you have defined elderly as being those over 65. So I've got another year to go before I fall into that category. Well, you're getting uh, dentures for your birthday, so be ready. <laughs> okay. I'm so just kidding. You've got, you've got great teeth, Dad. You have great teeth. So. Thanks, son. Um, but no, that was good. I, I want to I say that that segment right there. Winning. Very, very good bleed orange. I love that. That's that. That was amazing. Thank you for bringing that. Not because it was a thread I made, but it was very interactive. So we got a lot. You you know how many people I have to go and tag now, by the way, on the. <laughs> so I, yeah. maybe that was a mini troll right there. I don't know. 
Uh, no, the whole thing is that this is about, you know, the VolQuest people and uh, the people that come into the general quarters and stuff like that. You know, the, obviously the only reason we do this is just for fun. If people enjoy it, they enjoy it and they listen, we wouldn't be doing it if people didn't. Right. You know, PMU back Georgia Tech Vol, let you know they enjoy it and they, they're paying attention and listening. So we keep doing it. That is true. We keep doing it. So, and we keep doing it. And you know who else keeps doing it is Jeremy freaking Pruitt and his staff. They keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> I, so I, I want to shout out as we're doing shout outs, I do want to shout out really quickly MC underscore Rico Suave from Chattanooga um, made a thread yesterday at about four o'clock and said, I normally don't post something like this, but it's potentially, this is a, this is potentially worthy, a connected middle mid-level booster, right. That trains me from time to time. So he's thrown in all these things. You, you know, he's got a personal trainer, but he's a booster. Anyway, he said that crouch was coming in secretly on Saturday and that it was supposed to be kind of under the radar, all that good stuff. Um, and it actually happened. And then you had Wright coming in and then you had, uh, Kane coming in, you had a number of, of, you know, uh, appar- uh, uh, how do you say his name, Powell? You know how to say it. The guy from <laughs> MG. Yeah. Chris, a, that's how Chris I say a. it. Apparegony, right? Maybe. I don't know how yeah, you say it, but anyway, like yeah, just a monster group of, of folks that came in and Figueroa came in. Um, you had uh, Jalen, I think it was Harris, right? Jalen Harris, uh, the yeah. Baylor commit, uh, you had uh, the wide receiver from Mississippi State that was committed. I think he's a JUCO guy. That yeah, Miss- Ellis, yeah, Ellis and Mississippi yeah. State was saying that he wasn't even he wasn't there, but he was there. Um, you, you know, you had a you know, Wanye Morris there. Um, just an right. incredible group of guys there, and there are pictures coming out and Instagram live feeds. What do you guys think about this? I've talked enough here, but this is incredible work by Pruitt and staff. Uh, you know, Powell or uh, Never Walk Alone. What do you guys think about this weekend? The ramifications. You and where do you guys think we end up? Make a bold prediction because we got a you know two more, three more days until these guys start making decisions. With the guys that were here, with the impact of them being here, do you think we hit a home run here, or is this just a big whiff for Pruitt and staff? Triple. Okay, <laughs> so we get some, we don't get all. Yes, we don't. We don't. We're not, we're not getting everything that was in town, and it, it and it was, to me, it was a beautiful thing to see that that Pruitt clearly is getting the guys that he wants on campus, and I don't think there's any doubt that he can evaluate. I, that's that's clearly been made. We 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 will get several. I'm saying 75% of the guys that we wanted from this weekend, we get. So I'm, I'm calling it a triple. All right. So who do we don't get then? What is the biggest name that we do get and the biggest name? So everybody knows that, that uh, Darnell writes a commit, a silent commit. And if you don't know that, then sorry, but um, <laughs> let's not choose him. Cause that's a cop out, but who's out of that group that's uncommitted. Who do we get? And then, so who do we hit and who do we miss? Well, I, I, uh, <laughs> Gray's another one. Don't, don't we all kind of pretty much think that Gray is in the boat? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's some wavering opinions there. I think he's in a the boat. You do? 
Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, I cannot go up against Powell. He'll beat me up. So <laughs> I think the only, the only, I think Wright and Gray are. I mean, just in this, I don't keep up with recruiting yeah. a ton. Um, but just going by what the mods are saying, if it, it, it just feels like Gray and Wright are both ours, you know, we should, uh, we will, we'll get them. Um, now. With Crouch, I don't. I don't know why. I just don't feel confident. It's not that I don't feel confident. It's like it's. It's, it's the kind Clemson of, factor. Yes, exactly. It's that. It's uh, and um, he's been so hot and cold with us. It seems like um, we were seemed like we was in great shape through the summer. Even maybe in halfway through the football season, we were in great shape. And they kept telling, you know, the mods kept telling us, we, we, you know, we need to win games to get him. And um, and then there was a time where he kind of went silent with us we didn't really hear much and and you know and i think a couple times even in the war room or maybe the money night chat um where basically they wrote they just like pretty much told us to forget about him and then all of a sudden his name came back up again you know sort of out of the blue and then here we are you know he's visiting us you know pretty much in the 11th hour um and it feels good right now but you know i don't know why i wouldn't I wouldn't think that I wouldn't trust, you know, anything we hear right now until he signs the papers. Right. Well, we do have our bridesmaid dress already fit fitted and <laughs> yeah. it, we look good in it. So we got the flowers. We know how to hold all the stuff in the back and everything. So we mm. got our speech and all that good stuff. So we've, we've played bridesmaid, you know, many times. Um, hopefully I, I hope we get crouch. Um, you just made me feel really bad about it. Now thinking about it actually, um, I've got an entire theory with Dabo versus Butch when Butch was here, uh, when we beat out Josh Malone that I'll make a threat if people are curious about, but I have a, a theory about the, the, um, how personal it is for Dabo recruiting against Tennessee for recruits. Um, I think he's taken that battle personally between Clemson and UT and I will go into it if you guys ever want, want to hear, um, on it. But, uh, I, I hope we get, you know, uh, crouch or couch excuse me um and i hope that we you know can land that actually that uh defensive end from uh junior college the one that's first yeah figaro i hope we can land him i do think we strike out on the running back that's a big penn state lean uh he looked pretty excited to be there but you got a lot of guys that are saying my head's saying one thing my heart's saying one thing that's the part because tennessee I'll tell you what, not that anybody cares, but when I was choosing schools, I had Tennessee and Georgia Tech. My heart was saying like Georgia Tech. My head was saying Tennessee – or excuse me, other way. My heart was saying Tennessee. My head was saying Georgia Tech just because that's where I was thinking about, thinking about and, and trying to do the whole time. My heart was in Tennessee. My heart's always going to be with Tennessee, and maybe that is for some of these other guys. But maybe right now they you know, just want to be plug and play at a you know, winning program. Who knows? But I think I, – I do think – you know, we get hopefully get couch at the end of the day. Anyway, so we only I think it, it, go ahead. Um, you know, we and we um, if you think about it, we've only got five spots left. If if we consider uh, Cox, if he you know if he ends up signing with us, right? He's been he's been sort of it's almost like we've been waiting on him to decommit this whole time, and uh, it hasn't happened. It's kind of been kind of weird actually to me. Um, it's like every week we hear from Brent or somebody, um, 
they haven't said he's going to decommit, but they've kind of throw those hints out there that they do that uh, he's going to go. He is a good chance he goes to Auburn. Um, but anyway, we, we, you know, we've only got five spots left. I think I think we have 20 commitments, so um, we got a ton of room to take a lot of these guys that were in here this weekend. I, you know, there's some guys we're not going to tell no, no matter what. But and we'll make probably make room some way or another if we have to. Um, but um, you know, because you know Hazelwood, I think the wide receiver, he's still out there. You know, I don't, I, you know, I don't think I wouldn't think that we would get him, but. Seems like we're a player for him. I mean, it's it's a lot nicer, and I, I made a thread earlier today. It's a lot nicer to have the opportunity to have these guys on campus exactly. and be on their shoes and be in the you know the hat on the table. It sucks to be the again the bride, playing bridesmaid, but gosh, we gotta we gotta get there. And I and I, you know, it's nicer to be selling whatever Pruitt's selling and having Fulmer as the bag man doing his thing versus gotta, trying to sell the nutrition of the smoothies. So. I, I don't have a particular player to talk about to right now with this discussion. I mean, I can, I could, but I, I, I don't know who we're going to get at this bunch. But again, I think we're going to get three out of the, three out of four. You got to put yourself I, out there so we can well, ridicule you if you're wrong. No, well, I, I, I have, I, but I have a question <laughs> relating to this. Yeah, we all hear Pruitt <laughs> talking, and is he just a completely different human being in a living room or with kids than he is the guy that we see on the Jeremy Pruitt show or the guy that we see on camera most of the time. He does not want to be on that show and he doesn't want to be on camera. Oh, I know. So, <laughs> yeah. He, he's just a, just a, there's, there's a really likable, great, fun, entertaining guy there that we, that we're never going to see. And that's okay. If we don't, I'm fine with that. I want him to recruit and coach football. I don't care if I ever get to see his fun side, but there is that side, obviously. Cause I mean, there's, it's, it's clear no. that it, he resonates with all these kids. I think that what they see out of him uh, is probably his genuine uh, nature and character. And he's very down to earth and pretty straightforward with stuff. And uh, I think that because he is straightforward, I think, again, he just comes across as a, as a guy of character that they can trust. Um, and, you know, when I look at these guys that they've had over the weekend, um, you know, it, it, again, how much can you, tr can you trust this stuff? It, it'd be better if, if Crouch was committing on Wednesday because he's feeling good about the Vols right now. And everybody thinks he's feeling good about the Vols and that's kind of come out of nowhere. Um, Kane, the running back, you know, he sounds like he could be trending with the Vols, you know, from stuff. But, you know, as I, I told that Georgia Tech Vol, what we were talking yesterday around noon, son, and I was saying, man, this is awesome. I mean, they've got their offensive line, just about their whole offensive line in town. And they've got this group of guys together and they say, like, look, you know, Kane, you know, Gray, you guys going to be running behind – Wright and Morris and who else did they have you know uh, yeah he, was, was he you got to put some I, money into the swear jar for that one Chris one. yeah maybe he was in town but Chris but listen you know what was really interesting though was to me was what they said uh, I mean DWA says I guess there's something on Instagram about Kane saying that he'll kill it at UT next year um, which would be amazing if that's really what was going on. 
Um, but the interview of Figueroa was really interesting. You know, talking about this, this trip was beyond words. And um, he says, you know, they've got with all these commits coming, you know, all this, these great guys coming and they made the comment, I, well, you know, I'm not sure who's going to make it public yet. Um, and I thought, wow, he's obviously <laughs> talked with some guys that aren't committed publicly that are, are coming. Um, and, uh, but he also, this is another broader thing that, that he touched on was talking about the SEC being the best conference. And he's a West coast guy and he's talking about how amazing the SEC is and all that kind of stuff. And this has been my point when it comes to recruiting and how it helps with Tennessee, they say, Oh, you know, we don't want Alabama to win a national championship or other teams to be successful in the SEC. Yes, we do. We really do. Uh, when it comes to, I mean, I don't, I want to see us take down Alabama, but recruits around the country from other places see the SEC as being the place where you play the best football. And if you feel like you're that kind of a guy and you want to take that challenge, then you go to the SEC and it helps Tennessee. Well, I was going to do the prices right thing, but I'm going to. <laughs> um, and Powell, I want, I want to hear, I think you're about to come in on something really quickly on that whole SEC thing. Well, what, what something I was going to touch on. Yeah, was go talking ahead. About, was talking about Jeremy Pruitt in the house and in a, in a recruits home and stuff and probably, um, you know, being a different person than what we see him in public and stuff. I'll tell you somebody, you know, who get, and I was actually asking some friends, was talking recruiting or whatever. And these are guys who don't, who follow Tennessee, but don't follow recruiting and all that stuff. They had no idea who, um, who Brian Niedermeyer is. And this guy <laughs> seems like, um, and, and, and the, the people that I'm talking about, they go to all the home games. I mean, they're season ticket holders. And, but this guy, um, it seems like we're going, we're going to have to pay this guy. Um, it seems like he, he is somebody who, when he's in, he clicks with recruits yep. for whatever reason. I don't know right. anything in his background up until, you know, when he came on to our um, coaching staff last year, I had no idea who this guy was. I, I, I'd say probably 90% of ball questions didn't know who he was. And, um, but, um, I mean, this guy is a big part of our recruiting and with these kids and, you know, I don't, maybe it's his personality, whatever, maybe he's just good at what he does. But, um, you know, we've, I think, wasn't there a school, I think I read something, wasn't there a school trying to get him away from us like last week and he turned them down? I think I saw a thread on that. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw something there as well. I don't remember the, the name of the school though. Okay. But anyway, I mean, this is, um, I mean, he's a big part of our recruiting, a much bigger part than I ever imagined. Um, and so, anyway, I just want to touch on that. I think he deserves that's a shout-out. No, for, that's a good point, man. 100% good no. point. And do you think – so I kind of I see him maybe being like a new age, you know, Rodney Gardner almost. When we had Rodney Gardner at, at Tennessee, <clears throat> he yeah. was he was pulling some studs out of Georgia. Now, maybe Gardner just had – you know, relationships in Georgia. I don't know. I don't know, but he, he still seems to be pretty solid on the recruiting trail. And I hope we've, we, we keep him because even Charles Kelly is a pretty dang good recruiter as well. Um, you know, over the, the defensive back. So I think if we keep the staff in place, 
bring in some studs on I mean defense you know fix the defense bring some guys in you know a good offensive coordinator and keep some of the continuity on the staff you know we've heard Winky maybe going out or who knows mm-hmm. but um, Niedermeyer you got to pay the man like you said Powell pay the yeah. guy mm-hmm. um, you've got to have a lead recruiter maybe he's the lead bag man I didn't say that out loud but who knows but he's got the swag that these guys you know they oh he's a younger guy so they seem like they can relate to him right so who cares if mm-hmm. you know tight end production's been very down this year <laughs> but well you know I mean, we've only got one or two tight ends that you know right so that's hopefully that'll change I guess it depends on the next offensive coordinator if he wants to utilize the tight ends, you know, in the offense. I don't, you know, um, we, I really like DWA. He's got a lot of talent. You know, hopefully we can get him the ball a little bit more. He'll be better this year. I think so too. Yeah, because there is there is a learning curve there that takes a half a year to just get into the game, you know, getting understanding the game and the way it changes going from JUCO to, you know, you know, um, power five top, you know, uh, schools. He said in an interview this fall, he felt like a freshman starting out at Tennessee. It just, That's right. I remember seeing that. Yep, exactly. Well, well, real quickly, what do you guys think as far as where do we end up? Let's, let's talk about rivals.com ratings. Cause you know, we are on the rivals board, but, what do you think about where we finish? Um, I think where we are at right now in recruiting, we're top 15. And now we t- we've talked about this past couple of weeks. We're number 12 right now. So right. we got 20 commits. Where do you guys think we, we end up? This will be kind of the last question of the night for everybody. Start with you, pal. Where do we end up uh, ranking wise? I think I saw, um, and Clancy, I think Clancy 88 does a really good job with um, figuring out, you know, if we Voices. get these, yes, exactly. Figure in um, if we land these guys, where we end up at, and he, I think, um, he had a thread on that maybe uh, yesterday or something like that. That it seemed like it was somewhere between eight and twelve or something like that. If we get some of these guys that we had in this weekend, some of the bigger name guys that's going to help our rankings and stuff. So um, I don't, I don't see us falling further down than where we are now. I think the you know ten to twelve seems about right probably for us. Cool. Uh, not gonna. I gotta say, uh, walk again because I never hit you with that <laughs> once the whole time. You're never gonna walk again. Uh, you're never gonna walk alone. What do you think, man? Eight. Eight. Number eight. I love it. We I end up it. eight. The ocho. Okay. Do we? I mean, are you looking at it? You got like a reason why, or you just no, think that's where we're I, going? I've, to? I've been looking over the numbers and doing the calculations of how many points we can get because you only get for your top 20, but where the points will shift. And I've been looking a little bit and doing some calculations on other teams and how high they can possibly go. Right. And I th- and I think we're going to hit three guys this weekend that were there that we're not positive on. We're going to get three three guys that we don't, that we aren't positive on. And I think all those calculations gets us to eight. Now, I may be mm-hmm. – Way off base, but I'm. That's. I feel comfortable saying eight. Basement ten. Okay. Bleed orange. Well, uh, I'd like to see us top ten. Um, think we can get there. Uh, I think it's uh, unfortunate how some people have uh, jumped on the ball quest staff at times. Uh, 
uh, about, well, you said this last Wednesday and then this happened on Friday. And, you know, it's just an ab, uh, a complete lack of understanding of how fluid these things can be and how these kids change their minds and everything else. But uh, are you pandering you know, to the, the staff again? You're trying to get more <laughs> interviews on here. I love it. Uh, yeah, that's a, that you're the one who you're panders. trying to become a mod, aren't you? You're trying to become it's, a mod. <laughs> it's your it's per, your parade, buddy. We just follow behind you, right? Hey, I've I've had supposedly many mod attempts that get uh, shut down. So <laughs> well, where, where do you think bleed orange? Where you, I don't know. You, yeah, I I think we can be top ten. I I really am going to be curious to see if we have enough space for everybody that wants in. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't have some folks who want in that maybe are a little bit higher regarded by the staff. Uh, but, you know, I also think that recruiting classes need to be evaluated in terms of what you have accomplished based upon your needs. And uh, there is a lot that's coming in with this class, it appears, that are going to really meet our needs um, I'm not, I don't know, I haven't looked enough, but I'm not as sold on where we're going with a defensive line as Agreed. I am with the offense. And so that's what I'm anxious to see. Well, you heard it here first, folks. We're struggling on the defensive line per bleed orange, but no, I, <laughs> I, I totally, I totally back his sentiment that, that that's my biggest concern and worry as well. No, I get it. I mean, obviously we're losing a lot of guys on the, on the DL and you know, you're hoping you bring like a Daryl Taylor back and you've got an Emmett Gooden and you've got some of these other guys, you're hoping that they can, they can plug in and, and be contributors. Um, and then it looks like they're going the, the Juco route. So, um, you know, I, I think kind of looking back, we're number 12 right now, Arkansas's number 11 and they've got, you know, an average star ranking of three point four, eight or 3.5. And, uh, you know, I think we jumped them and there's a couple others in there. Michigan's kind of at their max, um, you know, but some of these, their star ratings are pretty, you know, from an average star rating I look at, and maybe that's the wrong metric, but from what I'm looking at right now, a pretty, pretty high for Tennessee to maybe surpass, and especially with the, the drops. When you drop Wanya Morris and you drop a, a crouch, you drop those guys. Um, you know, even Darnell Wright's dropped a couple of spots. So, you know, Tennessee top 10, that would be magical. I'm going to say they get in at number 10. So get in the top 10 class this second year. It's not one of those butch top five classes uh, where you get a, a lot of crazy momentum out there in the press, but it's some solid, solid guys are actually going to play and, and contribute. So you're not getting those butch four stars. I used to call them that, four stars. So. And that we will actually develop. That's the key. Hopefully develop, yeah. Eva- evaluation and de- development is is the most important thing, with without a doubt. Though, that's what the guy down, you know, southwest of us has been doing these last ten years. He's been getting the number one classes for sure, but they rarely miss when, when they when they go get a three star or or a four star that's in the you know the hundred and fifty ranked fourth star in the country. You know, when they get those guys, they don't miss. They're they're guys that still contribute. They they evaluate so well down there, and that's where we've been lacking these last two and a half coaching staffs. We're just bringing in guys that had a pretty couple stars by their name and weren't yeah. doing their due diligence to really examine: Are these guys good? Do these guys have a will to win? Do these guys care? And do these guys 
are they are they capable of getting better when they once they get here? That it, it was lazy recruiting in the past, and I think we have the right guys here evaluating now. I agree with that, and I, I, um, the the Harrison kid is like you're talking about. We was talking about a couple of guys who were going to get maybe bumped down a little bit. The Harrison kid is a guy who's actually going to get a bump, maybe even a big bump up in stars. Um, yeah. I think there was a and you you know and, and that's a that nobody recruited that guy you know all that hard, and he was completely playing out of position. It seems uh, seems like he's like in southeast Georgia where. Maybe uh-huh. nobody, you know, kind of very rural area where doesn't get a lot of pub, but um, it's just a guy we we saw early on and we liked what we saw out of him and um, and stuff. And now he's, you know, you know he's getting a lot of attention now. It seems like he is. Uh, no, I, I love it. it. It's great to see that, and you hope it's not one of those Jordan Young type attentions where. They blow up and then they go somewhere else. So hopefully, and he's signing early though, right? Yes, I think so. Okay, so we'll yeah. hopefully hold on to him. Got a couple more days, but uh, yeah. whatever happened to Jordan Young over at FSU? Is he doing anything? He didn't on that four and eight team or five and seven, whatever they were. Did he do anything? I'm not sure. Remember that wide receiver that was like a zero star and then came out of nowhere and blew Worry up. Worry about and... the ones you get, not the no, ones you I, get. I, no, <laughs> this is my saying. It's hold grudges against the ones you don't get. There and, you go. And then mm-hmm. belittle the ones you do get. That's what we do on the board, Dad. As That's you know, point. if we have a five-star that we do get, we tell them that they never lived up to the five-star status. Right. If there's one we don't get, we continue to go after them all the time and we post their stats and everything. And then we hate on Butch Jones. So that's what we do on this board. So you've been here long enough, Bleed Orange. You should know that. But anyway, well, so anything well, we else, guys? Two more, We're, we got two, two more. more C- two more CBs for Crouch to Tennessee from Kip yes. Adams and Hale McGranahan. Yeah, I saw that name. That's like a made-up name. Who is that? I know. I just – I think that – you know. Uh, who knows if that's a troll or where, but, you know, I haven't had a chance to look at it. I don't know about you guys, but I want to make a, make a name with that, with whatever McGranahan his name is. So uh, Vandalay so, Industries. One I guy know. Are, they were for Vandalay Industries. Very <laughs> <laughs> funny. If I had a closing thought. Yep. Go ahead. Penny Hardaway needs to grow a pair. Yeah. That, that's, that's pretty much what I would leave with tonight, what we've seen. Penny Hardaway, for being a grown A man, played in the NBA, he needs to grow a pair and get a little bit tougher. Right. Well, that would be a whole other 20-minute conversation. Right. There, but that's, that, that, <laughs> I, that's what I'm going to leave you guys with. I don't think there's anything else to say about it. Everybody on the board's discussed it. To, to, to the horse is dead. Yep. That, I think we can just leave it at that. Yep. Powell, what, what do you think, man? I'm on that, right, any final on the, final thoughts in general of everything we talked about tonight? I just hope this weekend, you know, with the way the recruiting went, I just hope that it pays off that we um, that we land some of these guys that we had in here. I think you know we talked about it before. I think Gray and Wright. I think we're good there. Um, being being you know icing on the cake for Crouch and uh, a couple of those other guys. Um, but you know, it just seems like a really good weekend overall, Tennessee, right. this weekend, which is nice to have. Um, seems like it's been so hot and cold 
with us lately, you know, with the football side of things. Oh, yeah. No, it, it I just know – I can just tell that uh, to uh, never walk alone's point that uh, there's a reason why he's called penny instead of dollar. It's all he's worth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you have that written down? No. All right, well, I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm writing it down as, you, as we speak. No, that's good. That's there good. you go. I just took another shot of eggnog and it came out. And I'm oh, there we go. Well, I didn't. I didn't get to ask what are y'all drinking. I didn't know we were allowed to be drinking. Yeah, man. That's yeah. Oh, shoot, yeah. We'll have to have you on another maybe next week, man. I told I told you I did a really good impression, so I'm going to go ahead and go with it. All right. S- say, man, you got a joint. <laughs> That'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> oh, all man. right. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> and there we go that's the first impression on the, yeah. the pod quest so we'll have to hear about everybody's impressions of, of the impression yes no that was good that was good um again thank you guys so much for being on um you know another memorable weekend for the university of tennessee the lady vols first off led you know the charge <laughs> A heroic charge with so you know they come when you learn to get better and just play the game. They led, they led, the, they led the charge with a big victory at at uh, UT Austin, and then the your your Tennessee men's basketballs uh, with a with a great victory over Memphis Tigers, and then the big recruiting weekend. And you know what? We went for over an hour, and we didn't say a single thing about the OC search, which maybe we'll talk about that next week. But thank you guys so much for listening in. On the we're, we're trying to hire. There's a there's an offensive coordinator search going on. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll talk about that <laughs> what next the week. Hell? We got the podcast coming back at you. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one. <laughs>